Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? I'm so glad to be back. Draft is over. I got the OTA slash minicamp slash rookie minicamp slash all that good googledy gook. I got that schedule right in front of me. And, and you know what else we have? The NFL schedule was released today. Sort of, kind of. It's not, I mean, it. well, for us, we recorded on May 11th. So that's that's the release of the schedule, right? May 11th. I can't hear you, Rick. You have yourself on mute. Oh, there we sorry. go. There we go. Hey, I was eating Chipotle. We're zooming, baby. I um, I was saying. I was like, you're yeah. really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that Chipotle man. I had to finish it. Oh, the um, yeah, we're recording this on Thursday. The draft is or the draft. The um, the schedule releases tonight, but it's at eight o'clock. We're recording this at six. Yeah. So we don't so really. We don't. We don't even though half the schedule is already leaked. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we know the Patriots are playing the Eagles week one and the Dolphins week two, and one of those weeks, Tom Brady will be... Um, They're playing the Jets week three as well. What so the they got, frig? They got you Jets, Dolphins, Eagles. I'd almost rather have it be front-loaded. Um, week six, they're against the Raiders in Vegas. Week 13 week against seven. the Colts in Germany. Week seven, they're against the Bills. Week 17, they're against the Bills. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Anyway, Patriot stuff's for a different show. Schedule releases soon. So we will have some um, some strength of schedule stuff um, <clears throat> for you at some point, and we can start factoring that into our uh, – I mean, obviously, you could do that anyway because the schedule is already out. Yeah. But just knowing week to week what guys are going to do, what their schedule looks like, <clears throat> and how difficult it's going to be as the season goes along, you'll be able to see that. Um, but anyway, we're jumping full into redraft content. We're going to have all things redraft for the next four months, five months. Yeah. As we go into, um, you know, the summer, the summer months and, and go into August, which I would consider draft month. We draft most of our drafts in, um, in September. So <sighs> our, our draft. I know we wait September. literally the last possible second. I love it. I love drafting like literally the weekend before Thursday night football because that means the games start that week and I can start stressing stressing about my lineup. Yeah. Um, our league is the last league that I do. I'm literally done with everything yes. until we get to our league. Yes. Um, but anyway, so with that, we're going to be doing a lot of redraft content um, coming up. We're going to talk about some rookies this week uh, and how they relate to redraft and how you can uh, – what guys you should be targeting? Because I think that's important to talk about this time of year. Um, but anyway, today we're going to talk about must draft wide receivers. We did must draft running backs before. Um, today we're going to break down those must draft wide receivers. Before we do that, check out our website, fancygymies.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Just type us, type us in, find us, Fancy Champions, FF Champs, whatever. You'll find us. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and like and comment down below. Um, all right, without further ado, let's jump in. We got five guys to talk about on this show. So we're going to try to, you know, 25 minutes. I want to get this done before my freaking camera dies. 
And for whatever reason, I don't know if somebody can help me out with this, but the stupid Sony cameras die uh, after 30 minutes of recording. So that's why I disappear regularly. Right. You, right. know, you might not see my um, face in the second half of the podcast because my camera just <clears throat> is like, you know what? Mm, we, and, I don't feel like recording past 30 minutes. Yeah, we got to get that working so everyone can see your beautiful face. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I need, I need, a, I need a real camera at this point. Um, but anyway, so um, it's also good. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day who listened to podcasts. You know, they, they like to sit at their desk or whatever, go driving to work, they listen to their podcast. They say, you know, they like, they like shorter form podcasts. You know, if they see three hours, they get stressed out. Right. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't care. I sit there all day. I listen to two radio shows over the course of eight hours. And then, and then yeah, watch that's nightly funny. sports. It's a little bit of, it's an addiction, I think. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's a problem. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to talk about must draft wide receivers uh, to kind of preface this. We're talking about dudes. Like obviously Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup and some yeah, of those must guys, draft. they must Justin draft. Jefferson. Definitely. Like you want those guys on your team. You know what I mean? If there's, if there's a way you can get them without, you know, destroying your draft strategy or whatever, that's great. They're obvious must drafts. They're guys that are going to help your fantasy team uh, significantly going into the year. And, you know, this past year, I think having a top end wide receiver is actually slightly more helpful than having a top end running back. Um, because they, they, at this point in PPR, obviously they score a lot more points. So, um, so having one of those guys is really important, but we're going to take a look at like, you know, somewhere in the second round all the way back and give you five guys that we think you should definitely have on your team going into 2022. We'll give you the underdog slash F FPC, whatever the frig it's called. Um, ADP. I don't know if Sleeper's uh-huh. updated yet. I don't know if they join the club. It'll probably be soon. It's freaking June. I mean, it's May, guys. Get on it. Um, but anyway, all right. Let's 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 get chatting. You have any thoughts on uh, much draft wide receivers before we jump in? Uh, no, just like like you just said, uh, the Cooper Cups from our chases aren't on this list. So it's must draft guys from pretty much, I would say, like the second round on. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, the first guy that we have is Amunra St. Brown. Now this this one's going to take this one's going to take a little bit of a little bit of money. Yeah, you do have to spend some draft capital. Yes. On him. Uh, so Amunra St. Brown right now, um, he is ranked as the wide receiver nine. I'm actually going to pull up his player profiler. I um, think he is uh, wide receiver. Eight on fantasy pros in PPR. Yes, wide receiver seven on FFPC. Uh, the ADP on player profiler has him at fifteen point seven. So was that second round pick? Yeah, I think that that might be underdog around there too. Okay. Yeah, I mean you've been doing some underdog drafts, so you would know. I did. too many actually. It's too too many. It's easy. The last like, like what, the last dollar? four or five days, dude. I've just been doing underdog drafts just for the fun of it because I had yeah. money in my account from the last year, so I've just been just going, a bunch of drafts. Just going. I haven't even looked to see if I won last year, so there's that. That's how much <laughs> I forget about it. Um, but anyway, Amon Ross St. Brown last year, he finished as the wide receiver uh, seven on the season, I believe, six or seven, uh, with 267 total PPR fantasy points. He started off the season on a tirade. 
Yeah. Um, he like he in the first two weeks of the season, he just friggin' gas bombed all fantasy lineups and anyone that was playing him. Um, he missed week four, but in the first three weeks of the season, I believe he was the wide receiver, a top three wide receiver in fantasy football. And we were proclaiming, yeah. we were proclaiming uh, next some, Cooper cup league winner, next Cooper cup miss week four had five points in week five, had a bye week in week six. And then week seven, he had one point. So that brought him back down to earth the rest of the season. Um, he was still really good, put up some really good numbers. The big thing about Amonra is that he's your prototypical slot receiver. And last year we were a little bit concerned about Amon Ra going into the season because Jamison Williams was on the football team along with Chark. They brought in Chark, correct? That was the receiver that they signed, TJ yep. Chark. <clears throat> so they brought in Chark. They drafted Jamison Williams. They still had TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. And the path was not there in my eyes for him to have the season that he did because there were so many people around. Chark blows. Uh, Jamison Williams was... In and out of the lineup with injuries. He missed the first like 12 games of the he year. He missed so. a lot of the season. Uh, and he's going to miss a lot of the season coming up. And then, you know, Hawk was traded halfway through as well. So now that Hawk is gone, Chark is gone, and Jamison Williams is going to miss a good chunk of the first half of the season, this opens up the schedule for Amonra St. Brown. And even when Jamison Williams gets back, yes, I think target share is going to be pulled, but there's so much available target share for for Amonra to take, right? That I don't think it's going to matter <sighs> when Jamison Williams gets Jamison Williams gets back. So for me, I think he's a top ten wide receiver this year. I think he's a target horde and in PPR leagues. It's just it's too much, too much to overcome, too much to pass on for me. Yeah, and the thing is, like and you mentioned, Jamison Williams, he's going to be out the first six weeks. So those first six weeks, Amonra is going to tear it up. But I think even when Jamison Williams comes back, he plays a different, completely different role. Than Amon Ra, and they actually complement each other pretty well. Um, he's probably going to be on the. He's probably going to be the X. He's going to be a deep threat, big play guy. While Amon Ra is still the slot guy, short yardage and just target hog. So Amon Ra, no matter what, I think will have um, a great season. He's going to have a lot of opportunity because even again when Jameson Williams comes back, it's not like going into last year when you could look at Chark, you could look at Jameson Williams, you could look at T.J. Hawkinson, you could look at Swift. Um, this year it's really it's gonna be Amonra. He's by far away the guy. Jameson Williams will be the deep ball threat. Mm-hmm. And then who else is on that team? Marvin Jones, they re-signed or they they brought back who's been in Jacksonville the last couple of years, but he's an old man. He's gonna just gonna be a depth guy. Um Josh Reynolds is still on that team. He again, just a depth guy. He's like a wide receiver four ish, three or four. So um, the Amonra is there for the opportunity. And not to mention um, you also got Gibbs as well, who will take some targets, but it's not going to be like anything crazy. So Amonra is in line for a monster year, and in PPI leagues, you're going to want him because he—I don't think he's Cooper Cub, but he's pretty close to it, in my opinion, in terms of being a target hog in the slot machine, just people are machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to be drafting him a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree, and I think. You know, obviously, I kind of like it's it is disconcerting slightly that you had like weeks four, five, seven um, that were kind of a little bit lighter. And, you know, there could have been situations where, you know, they were easing him back in from injury and all that stuff. He did have a nine point game as well. But I mean, you look at the rest of the season, you know, 20, 39, 13, 13, 22, 15, 27, 34, 13, 15, 14, 10, 10 in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's like, those are like, I mean, there's some, there's some games in there that are like, you know, the 10 point games are a little bit disappointing, but like, I mean, if you're getting a, you know, what, what would we say? Three, four, 30 point weeks or 27 or more point weeks. Like you're, that's, yeah. th- those are winning you weeks. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's what you want from your wide receivers. Like, you know, if, if they're being consistent on a week to week basis, getting you 13 to 15 points and then providing you with a boom game every once in a while, I think it's super, super helpful. Right. Um, any more thoughts on Amonra? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the, um, the next guy. And this is, this is, you put him on the list. This is Rick's guy. I mean, you can't not, I, I hate that. I hate this football team. I hate that they got Rogers. I hate it all, but you can't, you can't doubt the talent is Garrett Wilson. Um, so Rick, why don't you, why don't you take the mic and talk about Garrett? Yeah. I mean, I, I drafted him a lot last year in dynasty and, uh, it definitely feels good to have him on a lot of my teams this year. And look, I'm not going to say he's a guaranteed superstar because with Rogers is kind of a wild card. The Jets is a team to me, Nathaniel Hackett, like you could see that blowing up. But if, yeah. if things go well and even not, it doesn't even have to be perfect, but just like reasonably well, uh, Garrett Wilson is in line for monster year. Um, Aaron Rodgers has already, after just throwing with him a couple times, said that he reminds me of Devontae Adams. Um, Randall Cobb said he's a mix of Devontae Adams and uh, some other like legendary receiver. He was like, he's blown away by how good Gary Wilson is. And uh, to me, I think he's going to throw him the ball a lot. And not only is he having a year two jump, right? He was wide receiver 20 as a rookie, which is a good rookie year. Um, very solid rookie year. He only had four touchdowns. Now you're getting Aaron Rodgers. The Jets. As a te- passing team last year, they did have 4,000 yards uh, thanks to some trash time from Joe Flacco and Mike White, uh, but they only had 15 passing touchdowns as a team the entire season, which I believe was dead last or at least in the bottom three in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so now with Aaron Rodgers, even if Rodgers sucks, like he has a Russell Wilson type year, I think Russell Wilson still had more than 15 touchdowns. And even that, I, he, I really don't see that happening. Even if Rodgers sucks, he's probably getting still going to get like 20 touchdowns, which is an automatic upgrade for Garrett Wilson, Yeah, which is the worst case scenario. And if Rodgers is just somewhat decent, let's say Rodgers throws for over 4,000 yards and like 28 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson should be a wide receiver one, an easy lock for that. Um, And he's got – his upside is through the roof too because if Rodgers has a really good year like Brady did with the – with the Bucks when he went from the past the Bucks or Stafford from when he went to the Lions and the Rams, if it's more of that kind of example, Garrett Wilson can be a top three wide receiver this year in fantasy. Um, and he could just put up a monster year. He's got the talent for it. Now he's got the quarterback for it. Um, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there that I disagree with. I think the biggest change, obviously, I, I think if they, if they just rolled like, if they if if what happened to them is what I was hoping that happened to them and they didn't get Rodgers, that would have been glorious. That would have been like Jets, one thousand percent all Jets. But they still would have got somebody like a veteran. Well, I mean, they waited. They waited or... too long. If they never got That's like true. it's good. Jimmy well, there was a left. there was Derek, a rumor that Jimmy left, Derek Carr left, and right. like like so it's like, but if they didn't get Rodgers, it was Rodgers or bust. Rogers I think. There was a rumor that no, they wouldn't go back to Zach. They were they were they would rather I think go with Flacco. 
But <laughs> there was a rumor that said if they weren't going to get Rodgers, they were going to do everything to get Matt Stafford from the Rams. Like they were going to call and so like they were still they would have called like all thirty one NFL teams. And I'm glad like, they hey. got Rodgers. <laughs> to be Who's your quarterback? <laughs> Matt Stafford will last a few more years. The Rams. I don't know, bro. I, Stafford's elbow is kind of washed. Yeah, that's true. But if they had, you know, say say the scenario happened where they weren't able to get a quarterback and you had to start the season with Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson. Okay. I would have been significantly less excited about Garrett Wilson. He probably sure. would be in the same ballpark as how I feel about Drake London, where it's like right, your yeah. quarterback's Desmond Ritter or your quarterback is Zach Wilson and or Joe Flacco or whoever, <clears throat> Mike White or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I think Mike White signed with the Dolphins. <laughs> That's a good signing, by the way. It is, Considering yeah. the amount of concussions that what's-his-name goes through. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, I would have felt a little bit less. I think Rodgers takes him to that next level, but there is a big concern for me with Garrett. So I'm going to I'm gonna play. I agree with Rick that Garrett Wilson should be on this list. He's going to be in a lot of teams that I draft this year. Huh. Dyna- I'm going to try to trade for him in Dynasty, you know, all kinds of stuff, if that's even possible. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but, like, the one massive concern that I do have and caveat that I do have with Garrett Wilson, and maybe Rick can argue me down on this, is is that um, we've seen Rodgers with new receivers. And Rodgers went to the Jets and basically created Packers ASCs. And he got his guy, Rendell Cobb, who basically is going to be worthless to the Jets, and he's probably not even going to throw it to him. I'll throw it to him like 10 times. Um, and then you also bring in Alan Lazard. And I know like Garrett Wilson's got talent and he's the dude and he's a really great player, but with Rogers, like having a repertoire with him matters. And I think I'm not in on Alan Lazard at all. Like, I don't think he's good. Like last year was the year that you needed to prove to me that you could be the guy with Rogers and you weren't. So like, I don't like Alan Lazard in any Uh way, shape or form. Like, maybe in deeper wide receiver leagues, stick him on your bench. Like he wasn't that bad, but like, I just don't like him for fantasy football. Whereas Garrett Wilson should be that guy. The question is, is he, or does, you know, Rogers get there, look at these, you know, receivers that they currently have and then say, Oh, I don't don't like Garrett Wilson's attitude. I don't like this. I don't, he kind of, he kind of smells when we hang out together. (laughs) Yep. Can you believe this idiot? He didn't pay for my waffle at breakfast. Ten targets deducted. <laughs> Wait, you don't believe in all these uh, theories that I have? Yeah, I'm not throwing yeah, you ever is. again. Would you like to join me in my dark room? <laughs> nah, I'm I'm not I'm not good with that. You, I'm never throwing you the ball again. Uh, <laughs> yep. Rogers Rogers is a weird cat, and so. I'm going to believe the talent is going to over like, you know, when you have a receiver, that's just that good. Like Rogers is going to have to throw him the ball at some point. So it's not, it's not going to be like a, you know, like last year, Christian Watson was that dude. Right. Yep. And um, he got, it the took ball. him half the season. Though, it took but... him half the season. So like you could come out early in the season and you know, I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's a jets thing. Maybe the jets are like, you know, we need to get this guy the ball. Rogers is like, I agree and they just go with it. But um, the sign of him saying like, oh, I want Lazard. I want you to bring back Randall Cobb. I want you to go get OBJ. When they already had 
a receiver on the football team. Like I just I, I like that's that is sketchy to me. So I don't know why that happened. Um, I'm not saying anything's there. I believe in Garrett Wilson, but I wanted to throw that out there as a as a counter argument to Garrett Wilson. No, I mean that's fair. It's Rodgers is such a wild card, which is why it's he like could just a little, completely suck. Yeah, I, I would. The only thing I would say against that is, um, like I said, in the early, very early portions of the off season, in the very few times that they've thrown together, um, it the way Aaron Rodgers talks about Gary Wilson is like he's a superstar already, mm-hmm. and I think if he feels that way then he's going to give him the ball like he did with Adams. And he's going to play that Devontae Adams role. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. The Jets are definitely – I think the Broncos last year is definitely making – or else I would have been all in. But the Broncos last year has made me very nervous about the Jets for fantasy purposes. Um, but yeah. Gary Wilson is still my guy, so I'd be taking him no matter what. Even if they didn't yeah. – like if they went back with – the example that you said, he would definitely be a lot lower in my opinion, mm-hmm. but like, I think I would still take him without Rogers over like Drake London. I mean, it, it'd be in the same tier, but I just personally like the player a lot. Yeah. So Garrett, I would draft him no matter what. Now Garrett Wilson is going to be expensive. He's going to be 16. Um, uh, according to player profilers, he's right after Amon Ra. He's right after Amon Ra or it just says he's right before Amon Ra. But he is, uh, he is, he's going to get, he's going to cost a lot. So like, we're not talking about a a wide receiver that you can snag in the third, fourth, fifth round. That's going to be a steal. Um, you're going to have to pay up for Garrett Wilson and, and, you know, and I've also explained in the past with, um, we got to move on, but I've also explained in the past with some of these, with the Jets situation where it's like, this reminds me very much of what happened with the Denver Broncos last year. You had a very good defense, a team that won six, seven, eight games that could, you know, everyone's looking at like, oh, they're a quarterback away. They go out and they get Russell Wilson. They get Nathaniel Hackett. They add those two guys to the squad and they end up being absolute garbage all season long. And it just doesn't work And like Jets. Good defense this year. Offense isn't quite there. Quarterback is, is the difference. A lot of people believe. You go get Rodgers in a trade. You bring in Nathaniel Hackett. Like, it's so mirror image to that situation that it kind of scares me a little bit for the Jets. Yeah. So, I think Garrett will be fine. I think you'll be fine drafting him, but I do like to throw the the, the caveats out there. Uh, very similar receiver to that. Chris Olave is number three. Um, I actually wasn't going to put him on the list because I forgot who the Saints got at quarterback. <laughs> I don't like Derek Carr that much, but like Chris Olave last year was a wide receiver 25 in PPR leagues. So he was just on that edge, just on that precipice of wide receiver 24. Um, did he miss time? Uh, I feel like I he remember. did. I can't remember. He had a concussion, didn't he? He missed two games. He missed two games. All right, so he's the wide receiver 25. That's pretty good. He's around 13 points a game, which matches like Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin. Um, I think he had higher points per game than Garrett Wilson. Not by much, but it was like by point two. So he had a really good rookie season. My main concern was that if they don't have a quarterback, then, you know, like him and, and, you know, uh, Drake London kind of, fell in the same conversation for me if they didn't have a quarterback Garrett Wilson was in the same boat where it's like you got these really good wide receivers that don't have don't have an offense really to, to stand yeah. on 
Um, and so the, the Saints go out and they get Derek Carr. And I think that regardless of what your feelings are on Derek Carr, last year he made Devontae Adams a really good wide receiver in fantasy football. Really, really good wide receiver. Hunter Renfro in the years past. Uh, in 2021, I believe he was a top 10 wide receiver. He's made Darren, uh, yeah, Darren Waller, a top end tight end that could be like in the top 15 at the wide receiver position. So he has put fantasy assets out there and had some success with them. And I think if you're looking at a dude like Chris Olave, to me, I think he's a cheaper version of Amonra and Garrett Wilson, and you can get him in the third, fourth round and get him at a significantly cheaper price, but also have one of those dudes um, that could ascend into a top 10 wide receiver next year. This is actually probably one of my breakout picks, if I had to Uh take one. Um, I do think he's going to be really good. The Saints always have at least somewhat decent of an offense. So, um, you know, I think things will be okay for Chris Olave. But, like, I don't think Derek Carr is going to be – like, he's the best quarterback they've had since Drew Brees at this point, so – like, I'll take it. Yeah. And now, since you played devil's advocate with Garrett Wilson, I'll play devil's advocate with Chris Olave. Fair enough. Um, the only, and I love Olave. I'll, I'll preference that to start. I'll probably be drafting him a lot mm-hmm. if he's there. Um, I I think if, looking at their team totals, it's different than the Jets than last year. Like, they they had an okay passing offense overall. Not great, but it was 4,000 yards. 24 touchdowns. Does Derek Carr have more than 4,000 yards and 24 touchdowns? No. I think he might, but it probably won't be that different than that. So I don't feel like the quarterback upgrade is really like as you big took, as... If you took his his best years with the Raiders and... If you take his best years with the Raiders, then yeah, that's possible. I think his career yeah. high is 32 touchdowns, and um, his career high in yards is 48,000, which is really good. But before that... His other career high, his second best season in yards is only 41,000. And the last two years, actually the last, since his third year in the league, his total touchdowns on the mm, season yeah. is 22, 19, 21, 27, 23, 24. Yeah. So those aren't groundbreaking stats. It's kind of similar to what the Saints had last year. But at the same time, I do think he'll probably, with the Saints, um, play pretty well. I think Chris Olave is the best receiver he's had outside of Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams finished as what? Wide receiver like six last year? Yeah. So I think Olave has that potential to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, a, you know, I am and I'm not scared of Michael Thomas because he's probably going to get hurt again. It's been hurt for three straight years. But if he stays healthy, then you have to add that into the equation as well. Um but either way, the talent is there. And I think Olave, like his floor, like is still really high. Like yeah, if you yeah, draft Olave and he doesn't end up being what you kind of expected, yeah. you're at worst case scenario still getting a really good wide receiver too. Um, yeah. Like I think he's just a really solid player. So I, I do agree that he is still a must draft. I just have my concerns. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Rick and I also have equal concerns. Um, but also equal excitement for this next guy, Kadarius Tony. This is the riskiest must draft that I've ever seen yes. in my life. Yeah, and you're probably you probably didn't even turn off the video because you heard Kadarius Tony. I it is harder for me to put him on the list because last year I was I was hot and bothered. Um, when I 
saw him get traded to Kansas City, I was like, oh my God. And I just traded for him too. Yep. <laughs> I was all excited. He did not produce. Uh, last year, he was the wide receiver 109, so he did. He wasn't great. There were good games, but he also missed time. He has a problem with staying healthy, but I also think, like, you know, he's on a football team that wins. He's not, you know, in the the billows of hell in New York, um, even though they yep. made the playoffs. Um, so uh, right now his ADP is 81, but I think what the what the Chiefs did is enough evidence that this dude could be the guy. Oh. They they uh, either yeah. really like Sky Moore, or they really like Kadarius Tony. Well, did you hear the the comment from the GM? Go ahead. Enlighten they me. asked him, uh, "Why didn't you address the wide receiver room this off season to get like a guy um, from Mahomes?" And the GM says, "We already have a wide receiver one. It's Kadarius Tony." So, I mean, the okay. hype is there. The hype is there. The thing with Tony is. We know the concerns. It's injury. And he probably will still get hurt at some point in the year. I'm honestly betting on him missing some games. The thing is, he's never played more than 10 games in his career in a season, which is just really, really bad. But if he stays healthy, he can finish as a wide receiver one. He can finish as a top 10 receiver. He's got that kind of ability. He's going to be in an offense that is obviously electric. Mm -hmm. It's the best arguably the best offense league. He's got the best quarterback in the league. He showed flashes last year on the Chiefs. He just didn't have a lot of snaps. He got injured a lot. But when he was out there on the field, he was still really, really good. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of touchdowns in sh- uh, a very limited amount of time. Uh, I believe he had he had two rushing. Oh, sorry, he had one rushing, and then he had two receiving in just three games that he started mm-hmm. with the Chiefs. So he had three touchdowns in three games. I think he's a guy that, especially if he's no, the wide receiver, because when he's out there, he's going to be a wide receiver one, right? Yeah. And in that offense, with his ability, this, we're not talking about Juju from last year. Kadarius Tony is electric. I think he has, like, the ceiling isn't the limit for him. He, he, he His sky, or his, uh, sorry, his ceiling is the sky. Like, he, he's got all the talent in the world. It's just going to be about staying on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what you're trying to say is sky's the limit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there you go. Um yeah, no, I mean it, there's there's two outcomes for Kadarius Tony, explosion or death. <laughs> yeah. So, Which by the way, he's probably going to get drafted like the 8th or ninth round. I'm willing to take that risk. Right now his ADP is 81. Um, which is around round seven. So I'm in. Like, I'll do that in round seven. I'd even do them round six if you... <laughs> that's and, what you said. And a 10 um, person, that's eight, round eight, though, right? And then 12 person, yeah, that's yeah, round yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think... But, like, Fancy Pros has them lower than that. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see once real drafts start floating around. I'm, obviously... I think when the Chiefs traded for this guy, it was like... Uh, it, was, it wasn't a an immediate, like... Yeah, I agree. Like they, it was, he's going to help us in the playoffs. Their, yeah, their goal was not for him to have success this year. I think their goal was for them to, uh, with, specifically with him, uh, their goal was to get him and then let guys like Hardman go um, and let some of the receivers walk, clear some space, and, and then get Tony the ball. Um, 
I, I this is the guy they want to give the ball, and if it doesn't work for him, then it doesn't work, and I think this is it for Kadarius Tony. But this is the closest, like, he's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but this is the closest uh-huh. thing that you're going to get to it, uh, just yep. in terms of, like, the glitchy change of direction kind of stuff that he can pull off. So, you know, he's a very tricky wide receiver to get down, and, you know, when you watch Tyreek Hill's game, outside of the blazing speed to get pop the top off the defense. If you take that aspect away, these two players are very similar. So I, I think, you know, Tony's obviously got to take that next step. He's got to not completely blow. Um, and he's got, he's got to not get hurt. So those main yeah. things, like he doesn't suck route running or anything like that. It just seems like he never got involved. So, and like Sky Moore was underwhelming last year. They got Rasheed Rice. So it's like a younger receiver core coming in. This guy, this guy is the best thing that they have, and and they're gonna have to get him the ball. Now they still got Travis Kelsey, so he's gonna right. sucker away three hundred targets. Um, the GM that so he he went on a rant too about Tony. He said, "I don't know if there's a limit on on his game." Um, he said, "Has he ever Whoa. played with a quarterback that likes to push the ball down the field?" We have high, we have a lot of high hopes. Whoa. He was a first round pick for a reason. There's a reason why we traded for him, and we felt like he was a first round talent. Uh, he went on to say, Hold on. we got him in the middle of the season, so there's only so much you can do with him. But he's extremely smart, so it's not going to be anything with grasping ideas or concepts. We were surprised into, uh, how quickly he picked it let up. Let me jump into the my fans limit. for a second and just take my pants off. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he even alluded to him playing the Tyree Kill role. So Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So, you know, like it's not, it doesn't cost much. It's a really great draft selection, and he's a must draft. Like in my mind, you just gotta know that, like, like there's there's a a real shot he misses. Yeah, yeah, like like (laughs) you could waste a seventh round pick, like, and that like when we're talking, like, what is your second round pick gonna be? I mean, seventh round pick gonna be for years. It was Tyler Board for me, so like I'll take a risk on Kadarius. Right, right, right. Um, all right, next guy we got is C. Rids, and the last guy we're gonna talk about. We'll try to make this fast. Calvin Ridley has not played football in two years. He uh, he was like, you know what? You know, what? I'm sick of this team. I'm sick of this organization. I don't want to play for you guys. I'm going to take a sabbatical, take a little break from the game. Mm-hmm. You know what? You don't freak you. I'm betting against you. Uh, that's against the rules. Can't do that. He betted for them. He betted for them. You know, a player in the NFL could literally take, like, meth and get uh-huh. suspended four games. Uh, and you know like you could gamble you spend five dollars on a bet and you get suspended for a whole season jameson williams didn't even gamble on the nfl he gambled in the facility he gambled i think it was on ufc in the facility and he suspended six games which is more than like uh, that's the most absurd i don't know why people are more like there's not more outcry like i understand the cheating aspect of it like you know, you bet on yourself to catch your bet against yourself yeah. to catch five passes. And then you if just you don't, don't bet on the passes. NFL, I don't think he should be suspended at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Maybe even a fine. If you want to give him a fine for it, like, Hey, you're not supposed to do that. Fine. Whatever. A six game suspension. Yeah. Unreal. But anyway, Calvin Ridley suspended for a, an entire season. Um, I thought maybe he, they would let him back in, you know, to play in the playoffs. Cause he serves 17 games, you know, so I was like, maybe they let him back in, but they said no. Um, 
So, you know, Ridley, Ridley comes in this season. He obviously was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to play with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has never had a receiver like Calvin Ridley. Um, and, you know, Rick and I, uh, there are certain players that we like. Like, I like Devonta Smith. But he's not on this, on this list because he has a quarterback that likes to run around in circles and can't throw over 3,700 yards. I hope he didn't. Did he throw over 3,700 yards this year? Uh, it was something like that. Freaking A. But anyway, they're not a pass-first team. You know, They're not a team that's going to look to pass the ball 600 times. So you want that in PPR. Um, and Trevor Lawrence's game is going to be passing 575 to 600 times. So like putting him on that football team with Trevor Lawrence is a very good sign for Calvin Ridley, and I think he's going to be significantly under – drafted he I, I my guess would be he's like somewhere in the fifth round i'm pulling it up now um his adp currently is so loading on underdog he's not yeah, he's like he's around fourth or fifth round but um, on um i forget what it is i don't even think it's sleeper there's a platform that i saw somebody tweeted it he was going ninth round ninth mm-hmm. what the hell i got let me see if i can find it Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, he's, as you said, I think he's the most talented player Trevor Lawrence has played with in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The concerns with him is that he's just been away from the game for so long. Yeah. And it it might take him some time to get back to the player that he was. Mm -hmm. But if he's able to, you know, in 2020, I believe the COVID year, um, he was the wide receiver four in points per game. Yep. So like we're talking about a top five potential wide receiver here, held the Patriots um, playing with Trevor Lawrence in a top. Would you say top five passing offense, or maybe top ten passing offense? Probably top twelve. Top twelve, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say top ten. Maybe I'm a little hot, but in that range, yeah. right? It, it's at least a very good passing offense, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have Christian Kirk ranked higher, and I, I understand that. Yeah. Based on um, the success he had last year as well as the connection he has with Lawrence. But to me, I think Calvin Ridley, when he's healthy mm-hmm. and ready to play, is a better player than Christian Kirk. So yeah. I think you can get Calvin Ridley at a, at a relatively decent price mm-hmm. for somebody who could have a monster year. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, You know, I mean, the, the stats spoke from them for themselves when Calvin Ridley was playing for Atlanta. Um. You know, and like, uh, you know, having Trevor Lawrence, one of the, you know, great young quarterbacks in the NFL, um, ascending into that top 10 conversation at some point in his career. Um, you know, maybe it's next year, but Calvin Ridley goes into that situation and he's he's going to get a lot of targets, you know, like, get who's the second best receiver on that football team? Uh, it's Christian Kirk, right? It's, uh, it's yeah. going to be those two. Yeah. So... Um, Calvin Ridley will definitely walk in there and take a million targets. Um, and I think they're going to try to get him the ball as much as possible, which is why he should be drafted. He is costly though, for a player that has not played in two years. He's 40, right. ADP of 46 here. A little bit concerning. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's underdog as well. Cause I think the other, ADPs that you had were pretty much the underdog ones. Mm-hmm. But again, it depends on the platform because uh, we'll see if the, he ends up being that, 
Yeah. I would still draft him, but it's less like it's less appealing. Mm-hmm. But if he's a later round pick, like where Fantasy Pros, I think has him ranked as like the wide receiver 37. If he's getting drafted as a wide receiver 37, mm-hmm. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all in too. It's not even a question. So there you go. All the dudes that we're going to be drafting out the wazoo this year. Hopefully nothing happens to them. You know how that works. The summer is an evil time. Anyway, yeah. we got we got top five rookies for redraft on Thursday. Be sure to check it out. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.